to Mindfuck, the official podcast of Status Flow, where we are getting your mind unfucked, unstuck, so you can achieve your impossible goals. Go to statusflow.net and find out all the ways in which you can achieve your moonshot. We have our exclusive moonshot group cohorts. We have one-on-one coaching, team engagements. Statusflow.net is where you get all the information, or you could apply to be on Mindfuck and have a transformative experience in a matter of minutes. Today, Susan is our guest on the podcast. Susan applied at statusflow.net. She took advantage of the opportunity. She says, sure, I'd like to have a transformative experience. So that's what we're here to do today. Susan, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited yeah. to be transformed. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Outstanding. Excited is a good place to be. Excited, terrified, whatever. As long as the energy is there, we're good. So uh, what's uh, what's going on? What's the goal you have? What's the issue? What's in your way? Like, what can we disentangle for you today? I have a lot of issues. Um, probably my biggest issue is I feel a little stuck in... I don't know. I just, I don't feel like I can get past some of the like leadership things. I feel like I just like, I I keep repeating like the same things over and over again. You know what I mean? Like um, I'm probably being unclear on this. I, I, I cannot progress past where I am. There is, this, there is a, from a business standpoint, I like, I can't break through to the innovation side that I want to. Uh, I feel like I, there's, I just can't quite figure it out. Um, I've been trying to make a lot of changes in how I run my business and it's slow and doesn't seem to be progressing the way I want it to. Um, I feel like some of that bleeds over into like, it's a lot of time. So then it starts to bleed over into sacrifices at home. And so I, I feel like I'm just doing things the slow way. What's an example? When you say I'm doing things the slow way, what does that look like for you in a specific area? So, you know, I, you know, in business, I feel like so many people I talk to say, well, here's the roadmap. You just follow this roadmap and you're, this is what you do. You know, like, well, we implemented EOS or we did this and then it's just a quick roadmap. And for me, I just, I, I feel like I'm laboring over things that, there's like a, a roadmap that's already existing and I can't find it. So people are offering you all kinds of tools, suggestions, ideas, and advice, and none of it feels correct. Or there's just so many options. I don't know what to do. Like, what should I choose? Where should I go? You know, is like, do I, should I pursue revenue and grow marketing? Should I focus on my operations and get everything efficient? Should I do that? I mean, it's just so many things coming at me that I'm paralyzed. Okay. Well, let's talk about where your business is right now. Like, what are you doing? Where are you right now? And where do you want to be? Um, my business is, it grew, grew a lot last year. Um, but just this first quarter has been, really slow. Um, I just can't seem to swim upstream where I want to go. And so just kind of stagnating and I want to, I want to like double. Okay. Well, you definitely have a lot of stuck energy. I can tell that. Um, you want to double what's driving your desire for that? 
<laughs> I have to think about this to see if I can. <laughs> I think this is more me proving me to myself. Mm. Okay. So this is one of those things like if I can do X, Y, Z, then that proves that I am what? Successful? Capable? Is that true? You're guessing. Why do you want to double your business? What makes that important to you? I think that I want to create a pathway. I want to double it so that I can get to, so I can get to the end faster. What's the end? Like selling it or, you know, running it passively or something like that. So. Okay. So you don't want to do this anymore. I want to do it to get there faster. So I don't have to do it anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. You don't want to do this anymore. I don't. There you go. Yeah. Like that's, that's true. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like let's, let's speak to what is true. You know what? The truth is I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't. It's hard. It's hard to admit that. Um, no, I pretty much say, I say it every morning to my husband. I'm quitting today. <laughs> okay. And like, you don't. I'm, I'm strategically quitting. I quit some things and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going on some things. Um, I mean, I am very passionate about the work that I do and I want to continue to help the people that I help. But there's some aspects of this business that are just. <sighs> Takes the wind out of your sails. Yeah, it's just. It's too hard you know what's an example give me a specific example oh coaching people on how to delegate (laughs) delegate efficiency driving efficiency following the rules just accountability protocols doing things the way they're supposed to do driving that culture and being the example for the person who is like improve 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 it's a lot what just happened right there you felt something. What was that? It's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on yeah. me. There it is. Mm-hmm. And just me. Mm-hmm. That feels unfair. Mm. But then I think, well, you know what? I'm the one who, if we create 90% of our own problems, like I just, I created this problem. Mm-hmm. I created an organization that's reliant on me, dependent on me. I, I'm trying to like get everyone else to rise up, to take it off of me. And I just, and I've been somewhat successful in finding people to do that, mm-hmm. but it's never quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'm hearing. Okay. Now I I say these things as fact. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just means this is how I'm really interpreting it. Um, and generally I'm, I'm pretty right about these things, but what I'm, what I'm sensing in you and what I'm hearing is a desire to be rescued. Like you got a real save me thing going on right now. 
well, there's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, like, but it's there, right? There's this, there, there is kind of this energy that's present. But it's, that's not a reality, you know, like we'll deal with reality in a second here. I mean, because the deeper reality is if I'm perceiving your energy correctly, and I'm rarely wrong about energy, if ever, there is this real sense of overwhelmed disempowerment and a, and a desire to be rescued. But why? Because everything I do every day, you're in your head, get out of your head, (laughs) go back in Like you touched into that feeling and then you bounce right back up in your head. Like you're trying to make sense of this. Like we, we don't need to make sense of any of this. It doesn't need to be rational. It doesn't need to make sense. We're, you know, when we start working at this level, the brain can't really get there. It's just, it's too slow. I'm not sure why I would want someone to rescue me. I mean, maybe, maybe that's true. What was the feeling that you just tapped into? What was that? I think it's maybe something more along the lines of <laughs> I want someone to help me. Okay. That's the same thing. Right. I, I want someone to work alongside me. Okay. So like more of a partnership. Yes. Okay. You know, and and I have a business partner, but I don't have a business partner. <laughs> Right. I get it. Here's where your energy is out of alignment. You're in the help me thing. Help, help and rescue is the same thing. I don't, I don't actually let people deal in the help thing. Help requires rescuing. Rescuing requires victim consciousness. And these energies are really disempowering. Um, support is different than help. Um, where I see you stalling out is in this energetic. It's in this help me, rescue me thing. It's asking for somebody to pull you out of the mud instead of you being kind of the tip of the spear, charging forward, creating and generating and doing. It's just a different energy. I feel like I've been that way. So I think it's like, mm-hmm. maybe it's like a temporary thing. I feel like I've been that way in the past. Mm-hmm. Just that I've been laden with so many responsibilities that... Mm-hmm. It's sort of maybe taken me, taken that oh, uh, ability away from me, you know, like I just, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. How long you been towing this line? How long you been tired? Year and a half, probably. Okay. And how long you been doing this? My line of work, 21 years. Okay. How many hours a week are you working? Probably 60, 65. Yeah. Hobbies, recreational activities, vacations. I have zero hobbies. (laughs) I've been trying to find one, but my hobby is my business. Um, I do try to take vacations like uh, every quarter. Um, How long? just a few days, but my computers, you generally accompany me. Right. So you haven't been on vacation in years. How's your marriage? Um, 
I would actually say that's pretty good. I have a very understanding husband who is equally as driven. So like we get each other. Like he mm-hmm. he helps he helps me a lot. And um, he's he's probably the greatest source of help. Good. He okay. just kind of holds down the fort at home so I can do this stuff at work. Okay. Where else do you need help in your world? Outside of work? Um, I always want to increase my relationship with my kids. I have two teenage mm-hmm. daughters. I sometimes mm-hmm. I feel disconnected from them because mm-hmm. I'm at work all the time. Mm-hmm. You and your husband work well together. Um, that's different than the marriage being good. Um, you don't fight, you get along really well or whatever, but are you getting the quality intimacy time, the Rome and the, the, the really intimate connection. And I don't necessarily just mean physical. I mean, but the, the real connected intimacy. Oh, I'm sure that probably could be better. Um, I mean, do you have a date night? Do you have something like when, when do you really connect? How, um, what's the, what's the question I'm asking? How much really connected time per week do you have with him? I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple hours. (laughs) Okay. Maybe. Um, but you know, I think the thing is, is that when I get home on Fridays, like I'm dead. It's decision fatigue. It's like, I don't want to go out to dinner. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to do nothing. Like I don't want to do anything social because I am a zombie. Oh, I get it. My day started 4 a.m. So by Friday at seven o'clock, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going out. Yeah. Happening. My husband works from home. He has a business and he works from home. So on Friday night, he's like, let's go. And I'm like, uh. How so, many hours a week is he working? Um, well, he's working from home. So right. he works less than I do. I mean, he works, but he takes breaks. You know, he'll go out and fiddle in the garden, do you right. know like stuff and you know, not that his work isn't stressful. It is. And running any business is stressful. Um, but he just has more flexibility and he's not as scheduled. So he, he's just, he's a, he's a lower stress level, I would say. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just, his life is a little different. (laughs) Sure. And I'm guessing, you know, if you follow standard household politics, even today, I'm guessing you bear the brunt of responsibility for taking care of the family, taking care of the house, calling your mom, whatever. Uh, surprisingly, no, mm. I'm like, he does Good. everything. Okay. I have no domestic responsibilities. I even outsourced all of the, like the food shows up and then dinner can get cooked by him, but I just show up. I feel terrible. Oh my gosh. He says I'm a master delegator. I'm like, I've just, I'm absent. Okay. There's a difference. All right. So I'm not picking uh here's what I love about you, Susan, is that you've got, you've got a lot of great things going for you right now. And I'm not hearing any kind of really deep-seated issue that I need to get in and, and deal with and eradicate. You got an energy problem, you got a resource management problem, um, and you've got a connection problem. So, you know, one of my teachers, Dr. Robert Holden, he said, uh, he's got a great line. He says, if it seems like there's something missing from your life, it's probably you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what's going on, you know, so that you want more connection with your kids, definitely could be more connection with your husband. But you're not actually available for any of that. You don't have 
the space for it. That's um, yeah. Right. You just don't, you're working 60 hours a week. Like that's, that is a few things. Number one, you're on the road to burnout guaranteed. This is why you're already like, I want to work myself to out of this as quickly as possible. That may not actually be true. Um, if it is true, we can make that happen. If it's not true, then it won't need to happen. But either way, there needs to be some major shifts happening here. Mm -hmm. So what is your level of willingness to get real uncomfortable real quick? Is that like on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I'll be like, uh, like maybe I'm like eight and a half. Okay. Eight and a half is really good. We can work with eight and a half for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, if you do this, it will work incredibly well. So the first thing is we need a little bit of, we're going to need some awareness. We're going to need some emotional regulation. So, uh, and we're going to, we're going to need to create some space for you. The, the thing that we need most of right now is space because we got to create room for you uh, to create the connection that we're looking for. So number one, you give me four minutes of meditation every morning, or you can do it at night if you want to. I like the mornings, but um, give me four minutes of meditation five days a week. You have four minutes, guaranteed. Everybody has four minutes, right? I'm not asking you to sit full lotus for an hour, like four minutes. Um, and there's okay. a silent meditation, like it's nothing done. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh Take some notes because I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to give you the farm right now. Um, okay. okay. I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta give myself a to-do list, you know? Right. The, yeah. The, well, these are tools and strategies, right? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to load you up with a bunch of tasks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to completely reorient you to the tasks you already have. Mm, so, okay. so this is going to be a little bit, it's like a training thing here, uh, more than coaching, but so number one, four minutes a day in meditation. Number two, you're going to cap your work hours at no more than 42 right now. That's a huge cut if we're coming down from 60. Now, normally I'd, I'd get you down to about 34, 32 hours, but that's, and, but, and I want to move faster than just say, okay, we'll cut it down to 50. Hmm, we, I, I want to go deeper than this. If I can, I'd rather stomp on the, the gas and spin the wheels, than lose, than uh, lose some velocity. If I can avoid that. Um, okay. You got to get out of react mode. Yes. Agreed. What, what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, around 4.45, 5 o'clock. What time do you get into your email? Um, 4.45, 5 o'clock. Right, okay. That that stops right now. Okay. okay. So don't look at phone. Now, here's the, here's the problem with that. When you start checking your emails, you end up in react mode. You are reacting to everything in there. And you're, once you put your brain in react mode, especially first thing in the morning, you tend to stay there. My guess is your day doesn't start until about two o'clock in the afternoon. You're already fried. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. So this is why you're on the hamster wheel and this is why you're working 60 hours a week. So we got to get, get you out of react mode. So which okay. means you're going to need some planning and some strategy. So let's talk prioritization for a second. Yes, I how, already like the way that sounds. Okay, like, how many how many priorities do you have right now? Just estimate. I, you don't need to count them. Big priorities, fifteen. Wrong. The answer is one. Me. The answer is always one. In any given moment, there is one priority. 
when somewhere in the 20th century, we pluralized that word and subsequently removed all meaning of it. No. I mean, you ever hear people, people in, uh, people in LA, they tend to have like three favorite teams. If you have three favorites, you have none. Right. right? That makes total sense. It removes all meaning of the word. So there is always one priority. And there are a lot of different ways to prioritize. Uh, Gay Hendricks uh, in the book wrote a book called The Big Leap, talks about where you need to spend most of your time. There's like a pyramid at the bottom pyramid and, and maybe 30, uh, 50% of it is what he calls your zone of competence. Mm-hmm. The middle portion of the next 40% is your zone of excellence. And then that top 10%, maybe even 5% is your, is your zone of genius, mm-hmm. right? You got to spend your time as much time as possible in your zone of excellence and your zone of genius. The zone of competence stuff, delegate it, defer it, offload, whatever you can, because this slows you down. Like me doing my own accounting and bookkeeping. Okay. I'm competent. I can do it, but it makes me just go, Ugh, I don't want to do it. So I'm already physiologically slower simply because this is not fun for me. It's also going to be very hard to keep my attention because it's not interesting. It's not above my pay grade. It's not, it's just, I'm not neurobiologically capable of paying attention to this shit. So, um, so that's, and I agree. I mean, that's like, you're getting pulled down. It's like, you're trying to climb and you're like, Oh, I had to go back down there again. Like, I don't want to go, you know? I think that's also why I'm sort of getting stuck. I'm like pulled in both directions. Like I'm, I'm trying to pull myself up, but I got everybody else trying to pull me down. So let's talk about the pulling yourself up thing. Uh, A question that we use is asking somebody, what has the best chance of making the deepest impact on winning today? Now, of course, you need to understand what winning today looks like. So like a lot of planning and strategy is going to be like if like the last thing I'd like you to do on any day is is create the plan for tomorrow. You know, so it's like at four thirty from four thirty to five, I am planning tomorrow. I know the first three things I'm going to do, and I know what order I'm going to do them. Yeah, because then, then you you're starting your day in proactive instead of reactive. Never check emails again. You are retrieving the email that is relevant to the thing that you're working on right now. When you're Mm -hmm. checking it, you're reacting to everything. Right? It's like, oh, where's that email from? John, 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 John. Oh, not here. Okay. Boom. Hit the eject button. Right. Because that's not what you're doing right now. Got it. Right. So, so this requires boundaries, right? right. So don't go squirrel. On no it. scrolling. Yeah. You're, you're going to get something specific. Okay. That's an um, interesting way to think about the email. Yes. If you're not running your email, your email's running you. Oh, it definitely. It's been years of that for sure. And and we have trained our, our clients, our friends, our family to expect an instantaneous response. And then we tell ourselves, well, I have to or else, which puts us in victim consciousness, right? So it's all about managing expectations. It is not about responding immediately and being their slave. If you let your clients or your customers run your business, they will and they'll suck at it, right? <laughs> I think the interesting thing here is, is that I'm going to resist. I mean, like I'm trying to do those things. Like, sorry, client, you don't get to dictate our processes. You have to conform to us. Right. But it's like, 
you're just you get attacked. Do you? They attack you for that? Um, yeah, in a lot of cases, it's like, well, then you know, they just very um confrontational and you know, I mean the same way with pricing. I mean, just like <laughs> the full force of people on craziest. I'm an accountant. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not like Okay, so if you if you're in a bar having a drink after work one day and I come in there and I have an expectation, I have an expectation that I'm gonna buy you a drink or take you out or take you home. Are you gonna honor that because you might lose something? I think that it's just I've been trained as an accountant to do what the client asks. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're trained to do. Like you're in a way a little subservient to the client. What was that right there? What just happened? What are you what are you feeling into? I don't want to be that way. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm trying to change the people who we've been serving for this long and saying, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And it's just mm-hmm. like it's a risk and it's hey. scary. Okay, so when my client wants this from me, it's an invasion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right when when I put this in the in, when I put this in the context of us in a bar and consent, this gets very easy, very quick, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. But look at look at your energy field right now. Look at how you're feeling. Look at what just came up for you. And it's every it's and it's the uh, it's this industry. It's just. Uh, I'm not not gonna blame it on the industry. Look, well, I mean, it's just like the way we've been trained to be. Right. I don't I don't want to be that type of business owner. I don't want to be that type of professional. I don't want that kind of stuff. I don't want that. I don't want my people who I employ to feel this way. And Uh so how do you want to be? Um, I want to be respected and I want people to say thank you for being willing to take on my gigantic freaking mess and fix okay, it. Okay, <laughs> So here's here's the rescuer that that you've been when that you've been searching for. And I'm gonna frame it in the form of a question. When are you gonna start respecting yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the wrong answer. <laughs> how about now? Now is the right answer. How like, about now is a really good I answer. I like the, now. I guess <laughs> the question, the thing is, is that I feel like I, I, it's like competing demands. No, so it's like this, all of this is your justification for your self betrayal. Because in this industry, we're trained this way because I have to do this because no, 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 no. There's actually, I, I, I write about this in, in the book. Uh, I wrote a book in, uh, called Renegotiate Your Existence. And we talk about this, how we offload this into the, you know, we, we create this, uh, we justify the reality of understanding. And we say like, well, this is the way the industry is, or everybody says it's this way or whatever. And if you create that reality in your mind, you will create that reality in your life. So your opportunity is to say, this does not have to be my reality, but you're going to have to take the bull by the horns. You're going to have to start respecting yourself. I have no doubt that if anybody in a, inappropriate posting a bar, you'd have no trouble 
respecting yourself, but here you're not. Yeah, but why? Well, we can go down that rabbit hole. When was the first time you didn't respect yourself? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I could, I couldn't tell you. It's probably so many years ago. Yeah. When did you learn to go into self betrayal? When was the first time you were a no to something that you said yes to, or the other way around? You know, I there's just one thing in particular that stands out to me, and it wasn't necessarily things that I was saying yes to and I wanted to say no to. It was things that like were outside of my control, where I was made to feel bad if I didn't do something that somebody wanted me to do, right? Right. Right. So it was like, well, you need to change you, right, to to conform to this so that you do get this external respect, even if it means giving up what's important to you. Mm -hmm. So So you have bought into this reality and you've gone into self-betrayal and you are disconnected from yourself, working 60 hours a week, disconnected from your kids and trying desperately to get out of what has become a soul-sucking life. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily like miserable, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel miserable. You've normalized your misery. Listen to me. You're, you're telling me I'm working 60 hours a week. I don't really, I'm not as connected to my kids. I have a good relationship, but I'm not as connected with my husband. I never engage in my hobbies, my recreational activities. I don't really go on vacation because I know I am where my head is and my head is in my computer, even when I'm on a beach in Hawaii. You have normalized this over the last two plus decades. And so while misery doesn't feel or look, no, you're not homeless. No, you're not destitute or strung out on drugs or whatever. You're not in jail. No. Looking at your face right now, make no mistake, you're miserable. Okay, maybe a little. <laughs> like, I don't have to be right. It's not even my job to be right. It's my job to be disruptive and challenging. But you're saying it, you're basically saying it's not that bad. And you're saying I'm desperate to get out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there it is live in a state of conflict. Well, there there are certainly competing intentions here and you have some major limited interpretations of your reality. How do I get better? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not about getting better. It's about getting retrained. You're not broken. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You're not fucked up. You have conditioned responses, you have training, you have practiced and learned behaviors that are decades old and a belief system that is on repeat because that's just the way neurobiology is. Um, but the first thing, hang on. Okay. There's an author by the name of Byron Katie that's got a great tool for this. Uh, it's called The Work. And I'll, I will 
simplify this really easily for you. But when you come up against some kind of belief, when you notice that something isn't working for you or you're a no to something that you think you need to be a yes to, but whenever you're going into self-betrayal and you have that justification for what it is, well, I have to because, or the industry's this way, or people all do it that way, or whatever it is, whatever the justification is. Byron Katie's first question is, number one, is this true? Okay. Now, immediately you think, well, yeah, it's true. This has been proven time and time again. I go back all the data points in my history. Yes, it's true. Okay, fine. Question number two, can I know absolutely that this is true? Now, when we start putting words like absolute on something, the wheels start coming off because very few things are absolute, right? So if you say something like, well, if I tell my client it's going to take a week longer, they're going to fire me. Is this true? Can I know absolutely that this is true? Mm, probably not, right? The wheels start to come off. Right. Question number three, what happens when I tell this story? Mm. Right, because it is a story that we're telling. The story of if I don't do this, my client will fire me or whatever the story is. So what happens when I tell this story? Well, I work long hours, I get exhausted, I go into self-betrayal, I get resentful, whatever. There's a whole list of things that happen. In my experience, nothing good comes of self-betrayal ever. One of the few absolutes, I think. Question number four, who would I be without this story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. The look on your face right there was like, whoa. I Like the delta between who you are and who you would be was obvious in that split second of an expression. Yeah. So let's take a very specific example here and let's run it through this framework. Okay. Give me a story. <clears throat> like the what what is it? The 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 client has to have it right away or when give me something specific. Let's deal with something that's, that's happening in your world right now. Okay. Um and it's like just a, a issue of some kind. Yeah, where are you in self-betrayal on something? It sounds like like everywhere. Like, <laughs> well, that is the way the brain works. How you do anything is how you do most things. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I mean, like my whole inbox is full of things like that. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I'll give you a specific example, like, mm -hmm. um, I, we had, we had a, um, we had a client who, um, or we have a client who, uh, we do accounting work for them and, and, and they, they get a tax bill every year. Right. But we offer services to help them produce that that they leave to call they don't they won't participate in it because they don't want to pay the extra fees but then they would call and basically berate me because they have a big tax bill and then you know they'll say things like you know we could have done something to fix that and i'm like yes but you don't you didn't choose that right mm -hmm. and so it's just Every time we have an interaction, and there's a lot of interactions you have to have, like it's, I always feel like I'm having to give something up, right? Like, mm -hmm. because if I don't give something up for this client, then yeah, they, they leave. They they and leave. leave. And they leave. Okay, and they, and they leave unhappily. 
right? Oh, we have a people pleasing thing we got to deal with here too. Oh, I'm certain every accountant. Uh, okay. Yes, on the planet. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so please read codependent no more. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, okay, so the thing is that if we, if I don't do this for this client, they're going to leave. Is that? That's true. Yes. Okay, so that's that's every, that's every client. Okay, great. Well, let's let's this one in particular. So if I don't do this, then they're going to leave. Is this true? Probably not. Okay, probably not. So we're already, right? I mean, I don't, but the thing is, is you don't know, you know? Right, right. But let me ask you something. What's the worst thing that happens if they leave? Let's play it out. Um, I mean, I mean, maybe I have to lay a person off or, I mean, that would probably be like worst, worst case scenario. I mean, probably just, go find extra work and just go do some more sales work and try to fill up the gap. Right. So the worst thing that happens is you just need to find a different client. Yeah. Let me ask you something else. Is your husband the first man you ever dated? No. Okay. And was he an improvement over the previous one or ones? Definitely. <laughs> okay. You think maybe clients could be the same way? Definitely. They they could be, yes. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, so let's say a client leaves you because let's say worst case scenario, they leave and whatever, they take all their business elsewhere and they're unhappy and they say terrible things about you as they fall asleep at night. Uh, <laughs> play it out as far as I can, right? Um, okay, and so then you replace this one with a client that, appreciates you, that respects you, that trusts you, that speaks positively of you. Here's why this won't happen. The one thing that if I could flip it right now, I will. Your outer reality is a reflection of your inner experience. If you want your client to respect you, you first, my dear. Why is anybody going to listen to you if you aren't listening to you if you are not respecting yourself if you are not trusting yourself if you are not loving yourself why is anybody going to do any of those things for you you will train people to treat you how you treat you mm -hmm. so you're right you said something really poignant earlier about how i've created all this yes you have my dear by your lack of self-respect by your lack of boundaries by your justifying it with your stories and you can start right now bending your reality because what's going to happen is when you start getting into self-respect and you stand a little taller your entire energy field changes now i will tell you you might lose clients from this because there's people do people that have a pattern and a history of of disrespecting you are not going to like having to respect you now so yeah you may very well lose clients but you are moving into something that's more resonant. And when you commit to a path like that, the dissonant things are just going to have to come apart. So there might be a dip in your business. Things might slow down. Ultimately, you're going to get to that finish line that you mentioned when we first started this call a lot faster because you're in a resonant energy field. You love what you're doing. You're fired up. You have boundaries. You have self-respect. And they're all doing this for you. 
and you're living in an alternate reality in a very short amount of time. Yeah. It's true. That's so true. Cause even just a year ago, I was just like, everything was just easier. Mm -hmm. You know, it just felt different. You know, right. everything now is just harder. It's like, oh, okay. Another sales call. Okay. I can do it. Yeah. Let me talk about that. I mean, you just feel like you're going through the motions. It just, that's mm -hmm. not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for the client. It's not good for anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're right. Well, good. I love being right. <laughs> <laughs> My ego loves being right. I get it. Uh, so, so what what are we going to do here? Like, how what do you need to do to start practicing? The one of the most difficult things is boundaries, right? You got to practice self respect, and you got to practice boundaries, right? No means no. Like I said, it's very easy to see this when I run it through the bar lens con consent thing. It's very easy, right? But yeah. your no means no isn't to another human; it's to you. Right. Hey, how about we just work longer hours to get more done? I'm a no to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll actually get three to five times more done by working fewer hours, not more. I mean, this has to do with just, it's the way quantum mechanics works. I'm just going to get a button and it says, I'm a no to that. <laughs> Love it. That's great. I'm a no to that. And, and so, you know, like, don't even ask. I'm just, right? I'm a no. <laughs> You know, and if, and, and I love the statement that, cause it's so simple. If it's not a fuck, yes, it's a hell no. Right. Yeah. So notice how you feel when like, notice what it feels like in your body when you have that client to talk to today. If it feels like, ugh, you know what? You need to change that relationship or lose that relationship. Yeah. Right. You should not be going to a client going, ugh. Because that's just going to suck your whole, like even your work yeah. product will be capable at best, but it's not going to be something that you like. So I'm not convinced you need to be out of your career. I'm really not. I think you need to be completely recalibrated to something different. Yeah. But I mean, I'll do this for the I'll, next few months and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I love helping people. I love helping other business owners. It's one of the things I just love to do, but I can't do it from a place of depletion. No, you're, you're out of gas. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and women, God love you, you know, you seem to think you should be able to power through. You should be able to work 60 hours a week on 104 fever and take care of the kids and deal with their homework and take care of the husband and the house and your mom. And the, of course, you should be able to do that and sleep four hours a night. Like, no, no, this is dumb, right? Like yeah. you have a human system that has certain requirements and tolerances. And when you go out of range on these things, it just nothing good happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like an imbalance, you know, yeah. it's just like too, too work heavy. And, you know, I think it becomes a little bit of an obsession and I think I like, I just got to like, that's got to be a conscious effort to say, to tell myself you've gone too far, back it up, take a break, back off a little bit, you know, like you, I've got to push myself towards the balance, the rebalance. So let's call it, instead of calling it work-life balance, let's call it life-work balance. And as a tool, what I really like, um, I did this for a client and it, it lit him on fire. I said, look, you're, he started work, I think it was 7.30 in the morning. And so at 7.30, you're going to set, for him, it was a six-hour timer. And it was a count, like a countdown timer. And the act of setting that timer, he would actually sit there at, at 729. As soon as it hit 30, you know, 730, he'd click and that countdown timer start rolling. And 
even when he wasn't thinking about it consciously in the back of his mind, he knew that timer was, was running and he moved so fast through his day. He was like, it's incredible. So for you, I would say, do something similar, like set a seven hour countdown timer, eight. I mean, you know, I'd like to get you down underneath 40, um, but set that timer because you're not going to get distracted. You're not going to waste time. You're not going to deal with the, ugh. And that is going to light your energy field on fire. It's going to improve your neurochemistry. It's going to have effect on your brain waves. Like there's a lot of science that happens here. Um, but all of this is in service to optimizing your entire human system. And you're just not going to have time, frankly, to go into the shame spirals and shit like that. So yeah. And anybody who's disappointed, it'll just have to get over it. Right. Get over it. Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, I understand you're disappointed about that. And. I'm a no to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a no to that. Right? <laughs> That's right. So you change. No, well, and no like, if, if somebody, there's a great, I, where did I hear this? Um, if somebody offers you a gift and you refuse to accept it, right? You, who does it belong to? If someone offers you a gift and you refuse to accept it, it belongs to the person who tried to give it to you. Exactly. So when somebody wants to give you the gift of their anger, their disappointment, their verbal attack, when somebody wants to try and get you into a shame spiral, so you you acquiesce. No, thank you. I'm a no to that. Right. You can keep it. Right. You can just keep, you can that. keep that. I'm. Keep that. <laughs> but you're gonna I'm have to know to that, and yourself. you keep it. <laughs> right. You got to get out of the self-respect issue and um and the fear thing. And the Byron Katie stuff is really good for the fear thing. Is this really gonna let it go? Yeah. Um, you know, or play it all the way out. Well, gosh, you know what? The worst case scenario really isn't that bad, and you're gonna dream up worst case scenarios that are so unlikely, like it, like they're going to leave and take everybody with them. It's like the chances that you come up with a disastrous situation that, that it unfolds at that level are so freaking small. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's really just maybe giving yourself some additional perspective, like zooming out a little bit saying like, really? I mean, I think that's what those questions maybe just sort of help you to do like tem temper that, that view right? Just help you to think, think through it a little bit, just a different lens. Right. So any I, I like time, that. And anytime you're contracted like that, and even when you think like in terms of have or have not dynamics, I don't have time for that. I can't afford that. Is that true? Is that really true? Like yeah. it's never, because it, it's never a lack of uh, resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. yeah. Right. So when you start opening up and saying, well, Let's play in what I call banana world. Banana world is a world of the ridiculous and absurd that doesn't actually exist. But when you start coming up with ridiculous, fantastic, non-viable solutions that are just, they're so ridiculous and absurd, they're funny. It changes how your brain is physiologically working. And the more you play in this thing called banana world where it's ridiculous, the, the more these viable elements start to show up in those ideas. And the next thing you know, you actually have something that you can really use. All right. I like Banana World. That Banana sounds... World's great. Banana it's World's one of my favorite good. tools. I, I used Banana World with a client that was really st stuck at work, stuck at home, stuck, stuck, stuck. And I said, look, what would be, you know, let's go to Banana World. If you could do one thing that would change this so you're no longer in that house, in that job, stuck in the situation, what would, you know, what would it be? Nothing you would actually do. 
And she said she 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 said she would fake her death and move to Costa Rica. <laughs> that's that's true. If you faked your death and moved to Costa Rica, you would no longer be stuck in that situation. That's true. What else? And we just started and it got dumber and dumber. But all of a sudden she started coming up with viable ideas about, well, wait a minute, maybe I could spend time at my sister's place and that would give me some space over here. Like it started to loosen the rust off the bolt. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I could see how it's just getting you to think of alternatives. And right. I like this. I already just like, you can sort of feel this big heaviness. Like, right. So for you, it's notice the tools and the scripts of your self-betrayal. The way you're threatening yourself with, well, the client will leave. Will this happen? That happened. And then run it through the body. Well, is this true? What if I'm wrong? What might be a way to avoid that situation? Like, like yeah. let's get your entire thinking in the other direction because of the physiological changes that'll happen. And if you make this a practice, all this, this kind of work is actionable. You got to do it daily. It's like, it's like working out. If you just do it once in a while, all you're going to get is sore or something. Um, if you make this a, a daily practice of challenging those things, I'd say in six weeks, you're, you're going to be in a whole different place. Okay. Let's do this again in six weeks and you'll get my report. Second with me in six weeks. All right. Get on my calendar in six weeks. Absolutely. Book another, book another one for six weeks and we'll, we'll do a check-in. It'll be good. It'll hold me accountable. All right. If you need tools, if you have questions, if you need some additional support, reach out to us. Um, you know, the, whether it's the coaches that work for us here or me directly, uh, whatever you need, but let's, let's make a commitment to making some real changes right now, because I guarantee you do this. You're a different person six weeks from now. Good. I want to be a different person six weeks from now. Awesome. Well, more accurately said, you're going to be you. Right? I'm going to make space for me. Right. We're, we're going to bring you back to you here because that, like I said, there's nothing wrong with you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thank you so much for, uh, for playing our little game here. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. It was, it was, um, it was enlightening. I feel, I feel a lot better and I feel like I have a way to get even better. This was huge, huge. I needed a breakthrough and be awesome. Unstable. So thank you for pushing me. Awesome. Thank you so much. In six weeks, Susan is absolutely going to be in a different experience, assuming that she is going to be consistent. You can bet your ass I'm going to be checking on her to make sure she is. Uh, and six months from now, she's probably going to be living in a completely alternate reality. The same could happen for you. If you want to be on the Status Flow podcast, get some shit disentangled, go to statusflow.net and apply. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time.